welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is, and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the mysteries of Overton Bridge and Jatinga. Before I begin this episode, um, it needs a content warning. The mysteries today deal with harm to animals and themes of suicide. If that isn't something you can deal with, mark the episode as played and pretend it doesn't exist. I would give you a point to skip to, but I don't know when in the episode the themes actually stop since the entire mystery surrounds them. Um, So yeah, if... uh, If you don't want to listen to it, I'm not going to be upset that you don't. Overton Bridge is located in Dumbarton, West Dunbartonshire, Scotland. It crosses the Overton Burn on the road that approaches Overton House. The land was initially known as Overton Farm and was acquired by James White in 1859. In three years, he had Overton House built on the property. James died in 1884 and his son, John White, hired the landscape designer, Henry Milner, to build a bridge to join Overton House to Garshake and Dumbarton without needing to travel all the way around. The bridge was completed in 1895. For 60 years, nothing odd seemed to happen on the bridge. However, in the 1950s, reports from walkers began to come in about their dogs. As the number of walkers grew, the number of unexplained events also grew. When dogs go across the bridge, something happens to them. They seem to wrest themselves from their owners and leap onto the side of the bridge. They stay there for a short period, and then leap from the side of the bridge without warning. The dogs have been described as possessed when that happens. The drop to the bottom of the bridge is about 50 feet. Luckily, most dogs survive the jump, with only about 50 deaths recorded from the bridge. The place that the dogs jump from tends to be almost the same every time. It's the place where, in 1994, a man threw his infant child off the bridge claiming he was the Antichrist. Unfortunately, the child didn't survive and died the next day. The man had attempted to end his life twice in that time. The first time, he tried to throw himself off the bridge, but was stopped by his wife. And the second time, he had harmed himself with a knife that he had found. The man was arrested, but charged not guilty of murder by reason of insanity and a unanimous verdict. Instead of being set free, he was committed to Carstairs Psychiatric Hospital in South Lanarkshire. That seems to be the only time a human ever went over the bridge. The story itself is notorious because of the sheer number of dogs that have jumped. It's estimated to be around 600 dogs, some of which jumped twice, surviving the first jump and running back to their owners, only to be swept up in the madness again. Notably, these actions only happen on clear days and only affect long-nosed breeds, 
like German Shepherds or Scottish Terriers. Unfortunately, this isn't the only recorded case of animals attempting to end their own lives. There's one I'm going to discuss in a moment, but there's some other smaller stories of it too. In 2009, 28 cows deliberately walked off of a cliff in the Swiss Alps over a period of three days. The dolphin from the TV show Flipper was revealed to have drowned herself in the company of her trainer in 2009. There's a type of insect known as the pea aphid that will cause itself to explode if ladybugs attack it, protecting its colony. And in 1845, there is a report of a Newfoundland dog throwing itself into the water and keeping its legs completely still. The dog was rescued every single time it did it. And eventually it stopped trying to jump into the water and chose to hold its head underneath until its life ended. Although it's not the only place that causes the phenomenon, Overton Bridge has a high number of instances of unexplained behaviour from dogs. Before I move on to the next story, let's look at the theories that surround Overton Bridge. When it comes to theories, there only seems to be a small amount. That's understandable since it's a single bridge in Scotland and not a widespread phenomenon. Even still, there's a few things worth looking at. The first theory involves the superstitious beliefs of the people of Dumbarton. A lot of the residents played on the ground of Overton House as children and believe it to be haunted. Many locals believe that the ghost of the White Lady of Overton, who is believed to be the ghost of the grieving wife of John White, the man who built Overton House, is behind the behaviour of the dogs. The belief is that she haunts the grounds, with locals boasting of sightings in the windows of the house and around the grounds, believing that her presence is causing the dogs to try and escape or doing what she compels them to do. There's little evidence to suggest that that's the case, since it's paranormal and we only have eyewitness testimony. A Texan pastor bought the house in 1999 and believes that ghosts aren't the reason why the dogs are acting in the way that they do. He believes that it's the smell of animals below in the burn. This makes the need for it to be a clear day important. In the rain, something happens to smells that makes them less noticeable. I had to look to find some science behind it, and found that it might have something to do with diffusion, since the more the air moves, the further a scent travels, but the weaker it gets. A lot of hunting forums mention how rain washes scent molecules away, but that didn't seem all that scientific, really. This theory adds more information to explain itself. As it turns out, minks were released into the area in the 1950s, around the same time that the first reports of the phenomenon appeared. Mink have a very strong scent. A dog's nose is much more sensitive than a human's nose. It makes sense that they would be able to smell the smaller mammals running around in the greenery below the bridge. What it doesn't explain is why it's just Overton Bridge. Why is it only happening here? Dr David Sands was asked to investigate the phenomenon and he obliged in 2005. He said that there is a strange feeling on the bridge, but proposed other explanations. 
He suggested that the site had nothing to do with it, since the wall of the bridge is high enough that a dog usually is unable to see over it. The next possibility was that sound was causing the strange behaviour. Near Dumbarton, in Faslund Bay, the UK's Trident SSBN nuclear submarines were housed. Sands believed that they may have been emitting a sound that could have caused animals to act differently. Sands had experts in acoustics walk up and down the bridge, but found no sounds whatsoever out of the ordinary. His report states that he believes that the phenomenon happens due to visual and sound barriers that are presented by the bridge. The height of the bridge and the rich foliage would prevent a lot of the sounds that humans can hear by being taller and will prevent the dogs from seeing the height difference beyond the bridge. Coupled with the scent from the animals below, you could have an explanation for why the dogs jump. These things add together to make a possible explanation of the behaviour on Overton Bridge, but the environmental possibilities don't work the same on the island of Jatinga. Let's have a look at that too. Jatinga is a village in the Boreal Hills in Dimahasal, Assam, India. Over the last 100 years, thousands of birds have flown to their deaths in the village. After the monsoon season, which is usually in September or October, 44 different species of birds begin to get disturbed on moonless nights between 6pm and 9.30pm. This disturbance causes the birds to become disoriented as they plunge towards the lights of the cities and car headlights. Although the area is known as the Valley of Death for Birds, and every article seems to refer to the phenomenon as suicide, it's a bit of a misnomer. Some birds occasionally dive too low and die from that, but most of the death is the involvement of locals. This happens because they believe the birds are spirits coming to terrorise them, and they attempt to capture the spirits with bamboo poles and beat them to death. This phenomenon has caused a decline in the population of birds in the area, and conservationists are working to educate the villagers who live very remotely on what is actually happening on those nights, so that they aren't afraid of evil spirits during the, during the phenomenon. Hopefully this will work and we will see a rise in the bird population around the area. Government officials of Assam are hoping to use the phenomenon to drum up interest in the region and attract tourists to the area too. There are only a few theories about this phenomenon. The first is that the end of monsoon season brings about changes in the magnetic qualities of the water underground that disorients the birds. Although I don't know how that works. Unless the birds have built-in compasses, I'm not sure magnetic changes would cause too much of a problem for them. It might though, I don't know the science behind it. Another theory suggests that the high-powered searchlights that are used on the hilltops attract the birds 
and either confuse them based on the fact that the sky is dark and the light is bright, or blind them and have them fly down based on the disorientation of not being able to see. However, the lights obviously haven't been there for a hundred years, so I think this can really be ruled out. There's no way lights that that bright would have existed back then, and if they did, I doubt I'd be talking about the birds. The final theory, and probably the most likely, is that the combination of the monsoons, high altitude and winds, and potentially foggy weather would serve to disorient the birds. They would mistake streetlights as the sun and be awake, but also fly towards them in the hopes it would give them better visibility. But due to the weather conditions, they're almost blind and likely to fly into obstacles such as buildings, signs and bamboo poles being held by the locals. It seems like there are a couple of places in the world that cause strange behaviours for animals. It looks like it's a scientific thing and can be explained. However, I'm still not sure that it's been solved. What about the Lady of Overton? Or the constant timing of the bird's distress? There's something else to both of these, I think. It's the closest we've gotten to solving something, though. So I think we're headed in the right direction. The stories about the Overton Bridge came from a Vice article and an ATI article about the Overton Bridge, with a story about the child coming from a How Stuff Works article about the bridge. The stories about Jatinga came from an Atlas Obscura article and a Northeastern Chronicle article about the Jatinga bird deaths. Theories from the Overton Bridge story came from the same articles as the story, an article from the Mirror about the bridge, and an article from the Animal Behavioural Clinic website about Dr. Sands and his research. Theories from the Jatinga story came from the same articles as the story, and an India.com article about the phenomenon. References for the episode and links for studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in this episode uh, in the description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting overhauled and I'm uploading one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. Episode 1 went up last week, so it'll be episode 2 for this week. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do that. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open a new email, so that's also going to be in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with the things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. Next week's episode comes out on February 2nd, so hold on until then.